0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link
1: in the show description to support now.
0: I knew what I was going to do was going to be very special with my life. I'm an example just to show people that like you come up from nothing.
1: Prince had dedicated... His whole legacy to celebrating women, celebrating women of color, and celebrating positive music. I'm gonna uphold that.
2: You're your own worst critic. I feel like you should be it anyways, but I, I'm always that, and I was just hating my song, so I was hating myself.
1: Some people are at their cubicle job right now making way less, than some people are across the world in a goddamn sweatshop making like nothing a day, and we're getting paid to sing and dance. To sing and da- that's a blessing. Artists out here, they're just willing to settle for anything. You know what I mean? And once you're willing to settle for anything, you deserve anything you settle for. Yo, this young Murder. Yo, this is Lizzo. This is August Regal. What's good? It's Kelani. This is your man, Blake Carrington. You're listening to The Come Up Show. Get inspired. <laughs>
2: Hey, welcome to The Come Up Show podcast. My name is Chero. I'm the host and founder of The Come Up Show. And my special guest today is City Fidelia. Originally from Ottawa, Ontario, he made the move to Toronto a few years ago. And he shared some amazing stories of his origins, his low points, and so much more. This Thursday, October 19th, at the Drake Hotel, City Fidelia is live in concert. And I'm inviting you, and he's inviting you there as well, too. I'm going to be there. We're all going to be there. You should come out as well too. City Fidelia on the Come Up Show podcast. Let's go.
0: Please introduce yourself. I go by the name of City Fidelia from Ottawa, Ontario. Now based in Toronto. Now based in Toronto. Now based in Toronto. If I ain't
1: the best man, I keep on moving to the next man. Everything I'm not made me everything I am. Tell me why I was stressed. Cause I boy the vest. A niggas giving ten percent and they dropped the ball, so negligent. New year, new me, zero tolerance, no anonymous, the anonymous, whoa. I'm in the cut, yo. I'm in the cut. A nigga fell cut though.
2: Born in Montreal?
0: Born in Montreal, yep.
2: Grew up in Brooklyn.
0: Yep. Ottawa. Ottawa.
2: Now Toronto. Toronto. So tell tell me how that all started. From okay, Montreal, like, did your parents were immigrate or how did that be?
0: Um. Like, so, yeah, so yeah. So my both of my parents are from Haiti. Haiti. Yeah. Um. They both uh, moved to Montreal around mm-hmm. when they were like eighteen. Hmm. So that's where they met. Um. They met in Montreal. In Montreal. Oh, and it
2: makes sense because French. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep.
0: Okay. And then, uh, basically, uh, they had my older brother, and then they had me, in a in an Italian neighborhood. That's mm-hmm. how I got the name Luigi. My yeah. real name's Luigi. Mm. Um. Plus the my brother begged my parents he used to play Super Mario all the time, so he gave me the name it comes from the video game like legit
2: he that's what I was saying how do you became how do you get the name Luigi as a black man?
0: <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it comes from the video game it's video game yeah.
2: and then also the Italian neighborhood is kind of you know it kind of it like, didn't seem
0: weird like exactly hey, Luigi that's, exactly. hey. that's why my parents were like, ah, all right, cool, you know, and like my dad was really into like fashion, so he loved Italian like. You know, polo roffler and those mm. things. So he's like, all right, whatever, let's give him an Italian name.
1: Mm.
0: But like my last name is Fidelia. So my whole Latin, my whole name sounds Italian. So people really yeah. seeming like, okay, I was not expecting you. But um <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was expecting
0: <laughs> So then uh from there, um my uh my family moved to Ottawa mm. and then um for a couple years when I was young, I used to go to my aunt's house in Brooklyn so i grew up with her for a long period of time mm, but like how, old, my, how old were you around this time uh 11 12 okay around there and then um then yeah basically went back to ottawa then i came to toronto about 3 years ago
2: how did it, what uh, did it, uh, brooklyn have any type of influence on you yeah
0: man um yeah. in terms of um when it comes to like attire attire um, Clothing. Clothing, yeah. Clothing, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, shoes, like Nike, Jordans are huge over there. Mm-hmm. And back then, um, you couldn't just go on the internet and, you know, get whatever shoes you want. So, I used to go there and then come back to Ottawa and kind of, like, flex Fresh. on everybody. Yes. <laughs> sometimes, like, people would be like, oh, where you get that from? But sometimes people would hate because, like, back then, Converse's or New Balance's. You you were getting made fun of in Canada if you were wearing those things.
1: At
2: Conference or New Balance.
0: New balances. Yeah, yeah. When I was like in grade seven, grade eight. Yeah. People would be like, Yeah, what are you wearing about? <laughs> like everybody in New York is wearing these things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, You're ahead of
2: the time a little
0: bit. Exactly. So that's what New York the influence of New mm. York got on me. Um, there was always
2: that thing too. Like I, I know that uh, you know, living close to uh, originally from London, Ontario, so like Detroit or Michigan is like yeah. an hour. And half an hour away yeah and going to the states and copying stuff and coming back especially back to school
0: was like oh, you know crazy yeah i always loved like first day of school because yeah. i, I would literally buy all my things in brooklyn mm. like go like on a rampage in the stores exactly and then wait for the coming first back. like week of school you just wear all your brand new everything stuff everything
2: is planned <laughs> out <laughs>
0: exactly yeah, You're yeah, like, yeah, yeah monday tuesday the adidas wednesday the filas yeah you know so stun on them exactly it's a
2: beautiful thing okay so uh ottawa and then you came to to, you've been here for a few years yeah so tell me a little bit about ottawa man
0: uh ottawa is what i consider my home like okay um i spent pretty much my whole life there Mm -hmm. um i started doing hip-hop there um because i used to live right in front of like the projects and we used to you know do the whole cardboard on the floor break dance rap battles mm. so that's where i learned like pretty much hip-hop mm. in ottawa and uh, when it comes to the scene like i'm really respected in the scene over there and done a lot in the community in um, terms
2: of like what i see.
0: Um, just doing uh you know um i do dapple day every every year and basically that um, charity is uh, for this individual that passed away in two thousand one or two thousand two, I believe. Mm. He tried to stop a fight, and uh,
2: what was it? Do you remember his name?
0: Uh, Dapple. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they yeah. call them. Uh, they call it after his name. Yeah. Um. So I do that to just raise raise awareness for like violence and stuff, mm. anti violence, and um, yeah, and just like festivals like House of Paint or yeah, little things like that. You know, I don't. Some festivals I don't even charge. I just come through and just you know. Show love. Show love, because they show me love. Does, does Ottawa get
2: enough love overall? Um, other than, you know, obviously it's the capital. Yeah. Right? But, like, especially in the urban scene, like, what's that like, man?
0: Um, There's not it's enough tough.
2: concerts going through there, I don't think. N-
0: not enough, yeah. yeah. Um, it's because, I don't know, I was thinking the other day, It's I don't know if it's because of the economy there in the hip-hop community. I don't know if people could afford multiple shows. Or there's enough people to afford those shows, but yeah, it's hard because the main stations don't really support hip hop. Mm. The people that have the the power to make hip hop move forward don't really respect it.
2: Um, Yeah, we need to get those government people over there, like yo, Justin Trudeau, come through. (laughs) Exactly, let's go,
0: bro. But like, yeah, uh, even like the DJs, like you know, you have let's say, a hot artist from Ottawa that's doing his thing, like, he mm-hmm. should be spinning his music, you know? Mm-hmm. And we don't, we don't really have too much DJs that are willing to do that. But, like, mm-hmm. you don't really want to have someone in another country break a record from someone in your city before you. Yeah. And I don't know, As if I was a DJ, like, those would be the things that I would fear, you know. I yeah. would want to put on an artist.
2: Do you think that's changed now as Canadian music and uh, has is on now and there's more, f- like, belief in Canadian music? Has that changed locally in Ottawa? Um, like, people are now like, yo, let's discover our own. Let's be on
0: um, what's t- going on. In know. terms of people putting on people, yeah. I don't think it's changed too much. But in terms of artists stepping up their game, And getting together and making, like, great music, it Mm. has changed. Like, Ottawa, I can—before, you know, I go through Spotify, I can maybe name three people that are good. But now there's, like, a good amount of people that are doing their thing Mm. So, yeah, I'm really happy.
2: And speaking of Ottawa, and I don't know if a lot of people know this, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but Belly is from Ottawa. Yeah,
0: I I looked up to Belly, like—
2: Like, Belly has quite a story. And if I interviewed him, it'd probably be a two-hour conversation. Because I interviewed Belly in 2007.
0: 2007, yeah.
2: Right? Like, uh, when uh, the double-disc album, The Revolution and The System was two discs. Yeah. He was was ahead of his
0: time. Yeah. It was
2: a double-disc album, two discs. The Revolution was the songs that are politically conscious, speaking of substance. And The System was the radio hits. He had a song that, Pressure, No Pressure with Genuine. Genuine, yeah. And like songs that are friendly to the radio, so he can be put on, and so people can check out the revolution. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. Belly was doing, been doing his thing. Yep. And now Jay Z's talking about him. in It's
0: crazy. Know. Yeah, I was I was watching that. Like yeah. I, I seen him post that on his Instagram. I was like, yeah, that's wild. You know, he he really worked for where he's at right now. Yeah. And yeah, um, it's like. like
2: Almost been twenty years, and he's like just coming up from the public perspective. He's been writing songs with The Weeknd and all of that. Yep. So when you see that, what is that like? Does that what does that make you feel? That's like
0: super inspiration because I've watched him grow like from the beginning since he was like handing out his mixtapes. Like I still remember bars from his first mixtape that he dropped, Mm. and uh, it just shows like if you truly believe in yourself and you know what you're destined to be, it's going to Mm -hmm. happen. It might not happen now, it might happen five years from now, but it's going to happen as long as you believe in it. Mm. And that's what his, like, career shows. Mm. And, uh, yeah, man, uh, yeah, I look up to him. And, you know, I love a lot of artists from the States, but on the real, if, if I have someone that I could say that I was, I wanted to be when I was young and growing up, Belly is one of those mm. people. But,
2: see, the thing is holding on long enough. Mm-hmm. Do you, City you think you can hold on ten 10- or 15 years before getting to that level. You don't know your future but like yeah. that's a hard that must be like, you know, if you oh. we were to talk to Belly he must have obviously had some very low
0: points. Oh, 100%. Right? Like he
2: even step step back from rapping for a bit. Yeah. to find another path within music.
0: No, 100%. Yeah. Um I was telling I was telling my boys this the other yeah. day. Have you ever seen the Batman movie with Bane?
2: Uh, how? How? Which one was this one?
0: Uh, it's the one where he's in jail and he's trying to get out the jail. So basically there's a, there's a scene where the, he's trying to get out the jail and he keeps jumping with a rope because that saves him from dying, basically. Mm. And there's a guy that tells him, like, the only way you could get out this jail is if you jump without the rope. But when you jump without the rope, either you make it out the jail or you die because you're going to fall. And that, that scene really spoke to me because I'm kind of like, when it comes to this industry, like, I'm trying to jump without the rope like it's either I'm in this industry or nothing like uh, that's what I I I think my purpose is in this world Mm. and um in terms of you know um being persistent with this um I believe I have that character just because I've I've seen my lows um I've been through moments where I was like you know dead broke no no homies around you know in Toronto um you know you know, so recently? Yeah, recently. Like three, three years ago, when yeah. I first moved to Toronto, was my hardest moment. Because, mm. you know, I, pretty much all my homies were in Ottawa. I moved here solo. Um, I had I had a girlfriend I was dating for like five years at the time. She lived here? Uh, she lived. So we moved at the same time, basically. You
2: guys moved together?
0: We moved oh, together I... in the city, but not in the same house. Separately, okay. Separately. Okay. Um, And, yeah, so pretty much like two weeks in that, we broke up. Shh. So like imagine like okay your homies are back home, the girl you're dating that you love like you did everything for, just broke up with you, and then she lives down the street but you can't really call her cause it's over. Damn. And you, just, you know I just have like a futon at the crib, no Wi-Fi, and every day like that's what I'm facing. Like I'm facing not knowing nobody in the city, not making music cause I didn't know no engineer or anything like that. Um. So, yeah, it was a really dark time for me, Um, and I was really trying to figure out, like, if I made the mistake of moving, because around that time as well, I had, uh, my brother just got, like, convicted, like, during that time, and then, you know, I had my mom, like, stressing not knowing if she could pay the bills or whatever. So I was like, okay, this, was this the right move, you know, like, because everything that I'm seeing right now is telling me that's not the right move. But at the same time, it, it, it gave me time to analyze myself and understand that I need to trust the process. And basically, that moment is what created the song Lately that got me, you know, now being able to do this music full time. And it's all about, turning those situations into something positive. And, uh, yeah. So I think I have the, you know, the chin to take a lot of hits and keep Mm. going because I'm just that kind of guy. I, I know what I want in this world. I know what I want to give out to the world. And uh, this music is definitely it.
1: Mama sent my brother up in Jelly Gate. She's like this vicious cycle never ever end. I'm living in the city with too many trends. Just to make it, niggas making way too many friends. Everybody got connections, though, why they lie? Got me feeling anxious that can be beside them. When they say they love me, when we barely vibe. Lovers went to people, love and barely try. I don't know why I'm calling you up. Right now. Feel it conflicted
2: can you take me to the one of those mornings where you're waking up and it's like no wi-fi like like oh man and uh, uh well first of all where like you were you sharing a place with somebody uh, where, so where at first
0: you? at first i was living on my own uh, king street
2: okay like a one bedroom a bachelor pad yeah, or it like... was
0: one it was a one bedroom okay um it's basically i didn't even see the place before i moved in it was one of those things like yeah. i was going back and forth ottawa to toronto for a month yeah. then uh, a real estate agent called me was like i have a place mm-hmm. if you want it you have to take it now or whatever i was like yeah let me take it i didn't even see the place i go there whatever this, the place is dope because I, I wanted i didn't really know toronto so i wanted to get a place where like you're you know, central i'm central yeah. i know you know yeah. i'm safe you know Yeah. So, yeah, so I I got that place. Basically, my mornings were I was working in Scarborough at the time at Chase. I don't know if you know Chase Bank.
2: Okay.
0: It was, far. Like it was yeah, yeah, an hour, two hours. Yeah. You were taking to
2: TTC? <laughs>
0: yeah, I was yeah. T- taking to TTC. So
2: you're getting on King West uh, Station. Yeah. Going to Young, then going all the way to uh, what? Kennedy? No, I was
0: going to Ossington. Ossington, okay. Yeah, and then going east, I think.
2: All the way east yeah. to Kennedy Station or past Kennedy Station? K-
0: Kennedy. Uh, yeah, Kennedy. The last, yeah, the last stop.
2: Okay. And um, then did you have to take the, the the rocket?
0: The Yeah, I had to take the train I can't remember where I was taking that to. Yeah. But, like, yeah, it wasn't it's, too far. Yeah, yeah. Um, but going
2: yeah. east is, like, yeah. especially in that area, like, the the, the TTC always has issues. Yeah, it's like, the worst. It's you
0: have to wait. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, in the mornings, you have to be around, like, how many people. And I don't like to be, like, in a crowded area, really.
2: Yeah, yeah, especially in the morning rush.
0: <laughs> exactly. 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, yeah, that... And then, so, basically, yeah, I would go, I would go to work, and then literally come back that's like another hour or two and then can't really make music cuz i didn't really have anything or know anybody um so yeah i would just be like at home maybe like call my homies you know
2: but you them. came to the city to create
0: no i came to the city to or for you, a bigger platform the, yeah my, what was
2: the initial? Like, my yeah.
0: my goal to come to the city was to get a bigger platform cuz okay. in ottawa when I lived there, I was doing all the, all the opening acts. Like, uh, you know, I did blues fest while I was there. Like, I got to a point where I felt like I did everything there. And what I've seen happen to people in my city is that they get all these things, then they start feeling, you know, mad nice that they're getting all these things. You know, everyone's giving them props, but then they forget that there's young cats coming up ready to take their spot. Mm. And then you know, once the young cats take their spot, you're no longer relevant. And i am always been that kind of guy that's like, I'm trying to do something that is ahead. You, yeah. know?
2: you don't want to so be stale.
0: I don't want to be stale. So whether it's the sound of my music or the kind of business move that I do, I'm always thinking ahead. So it's like even the collaboration with the Japanese producer is kind of like, I don't know too much people from Canada that has done that. Mm -hmm. So let me do something like that to just to create a conversation, do something new. And that's always been my thing. So I want to come to Toronto to be, like, challenged, Mm -hmm. to be in a place where, you know, I feel someone's making better music than me or making better moves than me. So I could try to figure that out. Mm -hmm. But sometimes what you have planned in your head doesn't actually, you know, like, translate into, like, what you think that's Mm -hmm. going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Mm So... That's what happens for me, I thought I was gonna move to Toronto. It's gonna be easy, easy to network, whatever,
2: and especially like the the Toronto that we know now, there's yeah. a lot of energy isn't there, like, yeah no, from your outsider energy. perspective you what did you see Toronto as?
0: oh like it it was it did seem like it was on the come. I knew a couple of people like uh, junior T before I moved here and stuff yeah. like that, so he helped me out a lot, but like yeah, I was kind of like yo Drake Drake yeah. is killing it, yeah, weekend is killing it. So I'm sure like, you know, and especially <laughs> when these
2: guys are shouting out Toronto like they are. Right? Exactly. I see it in my American cousins who want to come here now. Like, yo. Exactly.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, when, you know, when they want to wanna state... come
2: here just so they could snap. I was running through the six with my woes. <laughs> they want to do that snap.
0: Oh, man. They want to come here for that. Uh, yo, what's crazy <laughs> is that every time I travel, yeah. any city I'm in, yeah. I always hear either Drake or the weekend, like in a car or something like And even when I tell people from Toronto, that conversation is so easy. It's just so smooth because they're just kind of like, oh, shit. Mm. Like, I need to know someone that is in Toronto. Yeah. So it's one of those things. It's like to Ottawa, like, to Ottawa, Toronto's like New York. You know what I mean? The same way New York is like for Toronto, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So that's why I saw it. I was kind of like, hey, I'm going to come to Toronto and basically do the same thing I did in Ottawa. Like, you know, work my way up, work my way up um but yeah it wasn't it wasn't that easy when all those things just happened at the same time you know the girlfriend my brother my mom all those things at the same time so then um so i was like that for a couple months like just in a dark place um the only thing i really did i would like you know chill hit up my boys express myself let them know what i'm going through i even had some homies that would come up to see me and just make sure like yo Yo, this guy i want to make sure this guy's straight you know what i mean like he's good but it's just always been like my character to like yeah no matter no matter what i'm going through like i i kind of like consciously tell myself like this is just a moment and uh that's what i do with everything now you know like you know when i'm missing a, a big show like i really want to go to i tell myself it's just a moment like everybody's gonna go back to their normal life after this like it's cool like just trust the process it's cool
2: Mm.
0: so yeah man um,
2: those are the things that you keep telling yourself
0: yeah it's it's important because if you buy into all the hype you like as an artist Mm. you're gonna kill yourself Like it's because you're you're gonna constantly be on social media you're gonna constantly be on facebook instagram see people shining
1: yeah that's
0: all you're gonna see you're not gonna see the downfall (sighs) Not, you know what I mean? You're, you're not, not
2: going to see the, negati- not, the, uh, the depression, the exactly. brokenness. You're not the... going to see that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You're not going to see that. And then you're going to be like, oh, this guy's doing his thing. Why am I not doing my thing? Mm. You know, why am I not getting as much likes? And all these things. True. And How do you deal with that, bro? For me... Especially it, as an artist. For me, I'm and especially like... especially
2: as an artist, if you think you're better than that artist who's getting on.
0: For me, it's like, <laughs> yo, that... <laughs>
2: I know you must think like uh, that.
0: No way, no yeah, artist doesn't
2: yeah. think like that.
0: I'm <laughs> not nice yep. that guy. You know what? Yeah. N- not really, though. Like, okay, to be honest with me, it's all No, uh, no yeah, like if you're not. Then uh, it's all good. Yeah, like no, I'm yeah. being 100 with you. I I don't really look at. It. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> I don't believe him. <laughs> uh, no, I like I kind of look at it like, yo, that's that's them I'm, I'm doing me, you know? Because, mm. like, if you were to ask anybody even in ottawa f like i'd be like one of the ones that are like, doing their thing most people would have been like no just because i always went against the grain in terms of things so i'm always been the kind of guy that just like yeah trusted the process and told myself like you keep doing your thing things are going to happen you know and uh even the su- the, the success of like lately i didn't i didn't know nobody i still don't know industry people like i go to these industry events i don't know nobody you know, but it's organically happened because of hard work respecting people. That's one thing that's mm-hmm. important in this industry, you know, because you never know who's going to be who, you know, mm-hmm. that's one of the things. So, and that
2: song Lately, which is also a music video that's, I think, what, like uh, 40-something thousand, 50,000 views or whatever, like... Yeah. Uh, like uh, a bunch of people are commenting. I saw it from this channel. What is what happened?
0: Oh, so yeah. for for the YouTube channel it's yeah. uh the
2: YouTube video.
1: This yeah, thing, the yeah. video. Yeah.
0: It's yeah. uh this YouTuber from Ottawa actually. He's just oh, like, really? yo, let me can I use it for an intro? I was Like, yeah for sure. You're from Ottawa? Yeah. He's, whatever, you know, it's not yeah. let's not make it about money. Mm. Uh, but for on Spotify it's at three point six million right now.
2: Oh the song's at th- wow, yeah, three point yeah. six million. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Um
0: so basically, yeah, we put it out so basically let me tell you the process of putting out this song Mm. so we were in a position well i was in a position where i didn't really have money but i knew i had a great song so um basically me and my homies we used to airbnb one of our houses and then literally be like five people in the small ass room sleeping every weekend just to make some money to go to L.A. for the Grammys, wow. meet people. Wow, in Ottawa? Uh, no, in L.A. No, we used to do this in Toronto. Okay. So my, the condo I was living in, in, Toronto, we used to do that. The
2: condo that you, the King West condo? Yeah,
0: the King West condo. Yeah. So okay. my homies used to rent out their condo,
2: Yeah.
0: come to my house. We all used to sleep in the small ass room, mm. and basically to make money to promote the song, wow. travel. Wow. Oh. Yeah, man, that's that's
1: those that's how are, we made our money. Those are man. day
2: ones right there. Bro. Yeah, hundred
0: percent. Like your homies. Yeah,
2: would rent out their condo. They would yeah. leave their spot. Yeah, come sleep at your spot. Yeah, so they can make money to support your music. 100%. Oh my god,
0: bro. Man, those are my shout downs, to, right. Shout out, shout them out, man. <laughs> shout out to my team on song. Those are my brothers. Holy those are my brothers for life.
2: Shit, bro. Yeah. Okay, yeah, keep going.
0: And then basically. Even, and uh,
2: what are the rates? Let's just be. What's what's what are they making? 100, 200 dollars. Honestly,
0: yeah. no. Honestly, we we split the bread, bro. Like whatever bread I have right now, we split that. Like mm. like right now, like the goal is to get the whole team not working. But right now, there's two of us not working. Okay. And then obviously we're gonna grind more until we could get more people not working their nine to five and doing their thing. Mm. Um, Put the whole team on. So what position
2: yeah. is, is is everybody
0: playing? There. Um, so, You're the artist. So I'm the artist. So yeah. we have a collective called Ensemble.
2: Ensemble. ensemble ensemble yeah
1: okay
0: um so two which means team means no? together in together. together okay um so we have a, a lady named simone she does a lot of our graphics designs and stuff okay. like that yeah really cool peoples uh my bro stan over here he's mm-hmm. like the creative director so mm-hmm. he kind of directs all the artwork and all that stuff and the vision for this team as a whole mm-hmm. and then there's aiden uh, my manager mm-hmm um yeah he kind of like yeah puts his input networks he's the networking king he's always in the streets Mm -hmm. never home that guy Mm -hmm. yeah so we started this a year ago a year and a half ago and basically we outside of my music we opened like a a pop-up store in japan um because basically when i toured there last year we were wearing like uh, are also clothing with Japanese like symbols and stuff and people there loved it so we decided to do a pop-up store in Osaka and then from then we, yeah we've just been building what happened? Working. oh yeah we, we sold the clothes made money yeah um, and, and now, how does
2: the Japanese culture react to black culture
0: to hip-hop oh they love it man I'm, yeah. I'm learning how to dress from them like I see like, oh, their like, style they're yeah. like <laughs> yeah. I think Pharrell said an interview, when you go to Japan everything changes it changes because it's <laughs> so authentic like no one's dressing up to look like Kanye West or to look like Travis Scott or A$AP Rocky people are just dressing up t- to look fresh like mm. they you know they like something they like how it looks and they're gonna wear it and and a lot of them know the history behind whatever they're wearing which is which is dope they're
2: um, not high beasts that I don't know nothing where, exactly where it, com- where it comes from
0: yeah exactly like I'm sure there's people that do but like the yeah. ones that I'm, I get inspired from like they'll be able to tell you like to, to what shoe that that designer made and why they purchased this or why they're supporting that.
2: If you're listening to this, you're most likely subscribed to the Come Up Show podcast. But if you're not, we're available on all platforms SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher Radio, or many more. If you have an iPhone, iPad, Mac computer, I'd really love and appreciate your rating and review of the Come Up Show podcast. It'll make a huge difference in the visibility of the podcast, which means more listeners and securing high quality guests. Be a part of the growth of the Come Up Show podcast and give your boy a five-star rating and review. This is one of the biggest things you could do for the Come Up Show and it only takes a second. Click the link in the description below. Rate and review the Come Up Show podcast. I truly appreciate it. So you had a pop-up shop in Osaka. Yeah,
0: January. Last January. Yeah, last January yeah.
2: of your your merchandise.
0: Not my merch, but the, okay. the clothes for the our collective. Uh, so we also sell clothes like these this is one of the things that we're okay. gonna sell at the show October mm-hmm. 19th at the Drake Hotel yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so we're yeah we we also make clothes and honestly like what we are we're just uh, a crew of friends that like to create cause you know mm. a lot, um, you know we're, we've been trying to figure out what we are as a whole yeah and a lot of people throw off throw like throw out like creative agency uh, collective mm.
1: and
0: then we're like Man, reality—we're just a bunch of friends that likes to create, that support each other, and uh, yeah, that's how we are. And uh, yeah, we're we're growing right now. We're we plan to do more things as a whole, but right now, I guess the the main focus is my music right now. We're just trying to express each like ourselves through it's the City Fidelia brand right now. Mm.
1: Yeah.
0: So yeah, that's where we're at.
2: Your but team, yeah. your teams, teams are important. Good yeah,
0: 100%. Yeah, the way we even became a team is uh, it was a road trip to Montreal. And then from uh,
2: Ottawa,
0: yeah, from Toronto.
2: From Toronto, okay.
0: Yeah, so we all met in Toronto. I met yeah. Aiden. We went to Carlton University together, so I know okay. him for a long time. Yeah. And then uh, him and uh, my other boy John, uh, that's a close friend of mine. I'm from France, and uh, yeah, so we all met in Toronto and decided to make this thing happen.
2: Okay, so it seems like a lot of productive, fruitful things have been happening since we moved oh, here. That. Oh yeah, 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 hundred yeah. percent. It was, okay.
0: it was, w- w- way worth it. Like, I go back to Ottawa now. I'm just like. I look how people like are thinking and they think they're aiming for the stars, but I'm like, you're not, you're not like, you're, you're not willing to sacrifice your time for what you want to do.
2: But it's another thing the people that you surround the energy that you're in and the people that you meet, like that's a huge influence 100%. of how you think, what you, what possibilities are out there for you to even think like that.
0: A hundred percent. And uh, like, honestly, there was a moment that pretty much changed my life to this day. Basically, when we did the Airbnb thing, went to L.A., during that time, I had a a session with this guy named Malik Youssef. I don't know if you're familiar.
2: Good music, yeah?
0: Good music, yeah. So, he wrote... So, like, who
2: is Malik Youssef for the people so who don't know who he is?
0: Malik Youssef, he's yeah. a Don, a big bro. Um, he uh, wrote uh, Sandcastles by Beyonce, Heartless. He worked side to side with Kanye West. Mm. The, I think... The biggest song, well, the song that he really like passionate about in the studio when he talks about it is "All of the Lights." Mm-hmm. He was uh, behind that. He also executive produced uh, Vic Mensa's last album, "The Autobiography." Um, so yeah, I was. In and this, so he's a producer. He's an executive producer. He kind yeah. of like he's really good with words and energy and feel. So yeah. like he's
2: also is he a spoken word artist? I yeah, think he's, he's yeah. yeah he's a spoken
0: yeah. word artist as well. Okay, um, but like basically from what I've witnessed. He's just the kind of guy, like, yeah, when you're in the studio with him and, you know, you say certain words, he's the kind of guy that's just going to be like, okay, if this is what you're going for, this is what you want someone to feel, like, you might have to change that one word in that bar, you know what I mean? And he's just good with sounds and how to put things together. And and how you need did, that.
2: So how did you meet him up? Like, how did you guys link up?
0: Yeah, at that time, I think we kind of snuck into some kind of Grammy event. <laughs> some Grammy ASCAP event and he was mm-hmm. there during the Grammy weekend during Grammy weekend last, last like 20, two years ago 2015 2015 okay um, and then uh, so whatever I met him we talked and then we set up like a studio time it's like oh, I want to show you some stuff
2: okay hold on so because people are always trying to approach other people I- what was the approach like? First of all, what you walk? Did you recognize him? Did you know who he was before yeah, you approached knew,
0: him? Yeah, I knew who he was.
2: Okay, you knew Since how that, how he looked. malik Yusuf, you knew when he walked up to him. Yeah. Tell me, take me through that. I'm malik Yusuf. What did you do?
0: Uh, so, so it's him and his manager. Okay. And um so basically, they're like, oh, uh, so I walked up to him. I'm like, hey, what's up? Like, uh, I'm a fan of your work or whatever. I was with my team. And then um, I was like, yo, I, I really want to work or whatever. So he gave me the, you know, the same thing that most people do. Like, yeah, my manager's right here. You know, he kind of swerved me at first. And then uh, I talked to his manager, and his manager, like, threw up, like, a pretty crazy number. He's like, yo, this this how much you got to pay in order to work with Malik. And then that's how the conversation started. But then.
2: That's not a good start, is it?
0: It wasn't, but the thing is, <laughs> I understand, you know, you, yeah. you always got to. You know, I always put my feet in people's shoes and kind of like, yeah, I get it. Whatever, yeah. you try to make money, you already know me. Yeah. Then we we had a session uh, with Malik and uh, we played him the music and he heard it, he was like, shit, like, this is some good shit. Like, I could tell that you took your time to make this. And like, yeah, and then since then, we've built a relationship. Really, like, anytime I'm in LA or whatever, you'll invite me to, like, Universal Studios to, like, Work on projects or whatever, and we just anytime like you know I'm going through something or I have questions I can hit him up. Um, and yeah, we developed that relationship, and um, about the day that changed uh, my life. Um, so I was in the studio with him, then uh, King Los came in, and uh, King Los was like, uh, whatever, saying what's He's up. He's an to artist
2: from where? In Baltimore. York? Baltimore. Okay. He
0: used to be signed to a Puff B- Daddy,
2: Puff, B- Bad Boy, Records. Bad Boy, yeah, yep. Bad Boy
0: Records. Yep um so then yeah he uh so whatever he handshakes like malik or whatever and he was like oh yeah malik what are you working on and he's like yo i'm working with this artist right here and then he's like "Yeah, play me some shit so i play him freedom mm. and then king los is like yo okay i said i even have a video he's like oh, okay whatever but then he heard a bar in one of my lines i was like uh uh reading the bible because i'm really trying to find christ but it's hard when you lost in the bright lights so things like, so then, yeah, he went to this whole conversation uh, about, like, you know, his views on, um, I guess, uh, you know, religion or whatnot. Um, but then what I took from whatever, like, it was a two-hour talk. Uh, what I got from it was that you got to really pay attention to the energy you give out. And because basically when you're around certain people, they take from your energy and your your vibes and once if you give that out too much then you won't have enough to produce yourself so like so when i got back to like toronto after like hearing that i was kind of like it's true when i you know if when i'm trying to see people every two seconds or you know like you know trying to make money to take out this girl and this girl on a date or whatever i'm realizing that like my music suffering my my happiness is suffering. But when I take time to spend time with people that are willing to, you know, elevate me in life or, like, really care about me in life, I see that that's when I'm excelling. And, uh, yeah, so that's what I really pay attention to when I'm uh, approaching this this life in general.
2: Hmm. So when he said that, like, don't give to—can you rewind that? Like, can you explain that, break that down to me further?
0: So he was basically yeah. Uh, one of the things he spoke about is, like, uh, relationships. He's like, in a relationship, either or, like, whether it's the woman or the man, there's no there's no middle ground. It's either they'll make you or break you. And uh, he was just speaking of how about, like, how people get into relationships sometimes, and that's when you either see them, like, ex- excelling in life or literally becoming a different person where they're not them anymore and they start losing passion over like what they what they really love in this world and stuff like that. So, like, that's what I really took from it. I don't want to say too much because I don't know, like, you know, the, 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 I wanted to go out and, you know, he gets mad at me or something. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh that's that's what I took from it, you know, mm. is uh the thing about me is uh, when whether whatever conversation i have with people i always go with the mindset you know you take everything with a grain of salt right you everybody has their opinion but uh yeah from my conversation with them that's why i took and i'm kind of like okay so because i still i think i was still working on freedom and kind of like trying to find ways to promote it i was like yeah when i get back to toronto i need to you know focus on this music and Really, pay attention to my surroundings, because uh, before that, I was yeah going like out a lot for no reason stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So
2: um, in in Toronto, in Toronto, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's the thing, because there's a million and one things happening in yeah. Toronto, yeah. and obviously in LA and in New York, every yeah. all these cities. And you, you do have to be selective. I actually yeah. was, when I started out on my hustle of the come-up show, yeah. I did it. I went everywhere to promote myself. But now I'm much more, I'm so much more selective.
1: Select After I
2: put in years, I know where to spend my time and I'm strategic. Yeah, I am going to this event because this person is going to be there and I'm gonna link. I'm gonna get something out of this.
0: Exactly. Or
2: it's just gonna be good people that I like that I'm gonna be inspired by and connect with.
0: Exactly. Right? And how, how do you? Yeah. How how do you feel once you made that, uh, that transition?
2: It, oh yeah, my energy. Um, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Be, be, because there's only so much time in the day. Exactly. And you need to uh, know the difference between like working. In the business and on the business. Yes. Right? There's There's got to be time for a vision, for strategy, for how to take yourself five steps further. Yeah. You put that together and then you can go do the grind. Because you can be hustling and grinding every single day and got not really get anywhere if you don't have that vision, that strategy, the vision. What am I trying to accomplish here? What am I trying to do here? Yeah. Like th- those type of things because I, that's also one thing that when I first started out, yeah. I was doing everything and I could work every day, all day, every day. But I'm like, all right, I need to take st- stop, take a break from that yep. and then say, okay, where am I taking the business or where am I taking this? Exactly. How can I take it further and higher?
0: Exactly. And the thing is...
2: And how can I make it sustainable?
0: Exactly. And and that's that's where I was at before I went to LA. It was, oh, like, okay i'm a, I'm gonna go here go here, just go out for no reason, you know, just whatever to to be around people or whatever it is, but the moment I made that switch, like what was important to me, which is music, I saw that change like drastically, so it's like there's no reason for me to now change and when I see like that works, you know, and uh i've even after that like I've been in situations where you know. I would, you know, talk to somebody or whatever, you know, build a relationship to somebody and I would see like my aura was just like off. Like I just wasn't me anymore just because I was investing so much time mm. into that person and not enough time into what's important to me right now. And uh, I always, yeah, I always preach this to like uh, my friends is that like once you, once you uh, invest time in what makes you happy, that's how you're gonna be happy around other people, and give off positive vibes to other people, because you can't, you can't, you can't make other people happy if you're unhappy. You know what I'm saying? So everything starts within you. Like, so it's always good to invest in yourself. So, so then you can invest in other people after.
1: Mm. Yeah. We
2: getting
0: deeper over here. Deep man, I'm a deep <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: If I say it's over, it can take some time to forgive me. You say you won't, you won't. Try to tell like me. The funny thing about this whole thing I feel the same. It's getting too deep. I'm falling, you're falling. We're falling, it's getting too deep. I'm drowning, you're drowning. Deep. I'm falling, you're falling. We're falling
2: Your show, you're performing Yeah This Thursday This Thursday October 19th 19th at the Drake Hotel, oh, the Drake uh, Underground
0: Yeah
2: uh, Tell us about it
0: Oh, man uh, Yeah, this is a great story, too uh, For... When it comes to me moving to Toronto, I've been wanting to perform at the Drake Hotel and I've been wanting to do the, uh, the hustle for a while. So, but like, I guess it wasn't the right time before and, and, uh, but like, yeah, now it's the right time. And, uh, basically I want people to come to the show, laugh, be hype, have a good time, think about life and feel like. You know, they're going to become a better person when they walk out that door, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a show at Revival Friday for the Toronto Independent Awards. And, uh, yeah, after I performed, uh, there was a lady that came up to me and, like, pretty much was, like, tearing up. And was like, yo, I'm going through everything you're talking about on stage or whatnot. And I gave her, like, a hug and just told her, like, Yeah, man, like, you got to push through it, like, Life comes what were you
2: talking about that she was connecting to?
0: Um, so she said she connected to the song Lately. So the song Lately is basically about my ex-girlfriend I was with, like, every bar. <laughs> like I think that's why it became a big song, because, like, yeah. it was pure honesty. Like, I didn't try to be super witty with things. It's just, like, like the first verse is, just like, uh, my mama sent my brother up and jail again. She's like, this vicious cycle never, ever ends. I'm living in the city with too many friends, just in making niggas making way too many friends. like that's exactly what I was going through when I first moved to Toronto, and I feel like that's what people connect with, and uh, I guess i I didn't really ask her what she was going through, but that song the the cook is I mean kind of fucked up lately fucked up lately. and i'm I'm assuming she's been through in a situation where she had a relationship that's not working out, and the only person she wants to reach out to. It's her ex, but, like, you know, you're no longer with your ex, so, you know, you can't call the person you felt that was your best friend. And that's the hardest part. It's not really, oh, like, um, oh, I lost a a boyfriend or a girlfriend. That's not the part that I feel like people get hurt by. I think it's the part where you're kind of, like, that person used to be my best friend. Like, we laughed together. We talked about, like, hardships together. And now this person's not acting like they don't even know me. I think that's the part that kills people. You like
2: spent so much time, like the kind of part of your identity, your your life, basically.
0: Exactly, and then like yeah, your half of your identity is no longer there, and then you kind of look at that person like, like we were one before, but now you're acting like we were never one. You know what I mean? That's like, a that's a hard thing to face. You're questioning reality, like what is like, how are people, like how is this possible? Exactly and uh yeah so like so i kind of understood where she was coming from actually there was uh when i dropped the song a couple months later there's this tennis player called nick corgius i don't know if you're familiar i don't really watch tennis like that mm-hmm. I don't but he's either. like he was like top 10 in the world yeah so basically he posted a song and then i guess someone on his page like tagged my name so i went to go see and like, he had, like, a lot of followers, so I'm like... So I type his name in Google, and then um, I see headlines. It's kind of like, he threw away a game on purpose. So I don't know what he was going through, but basically, when everybody was, like, the person was, like, hitting back the ball, he was just letting it go because he wanted to lose on purpose. And then everybody in his, like, feed is like, oh, how can you do that? But when I saw that he posted my song, I was like, man, it's crazy. Everybody like are coming at him about like this moment but no one is asking what he's going through and for me when he posted that song it's because he's going through some things like so yeah man that's why i use this music for this is why i do music is to inspire people to do better you know what i
2: mean mm. and what are those moments
0: like oh that that, that was a huge like moment for me because i was kind of like you're kind of like yeah it's like this 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 is what I do this for is to to touch people to to make sure that like to let people know that they're not by themselves there's there's other people in this world that that feel the same way like and it's kind of like therapy you know it's therapy for me and it's therapy for, for the people that are listening to the music so yeah that's that's why I do this you know, and that's what keeps me going too
2: That's what I'm saying when 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 you when you're, when you're uh like feeling low. Yeah, when the gas tank is empty, <laughs> and yet moments like that,
0: what does it do? Yeah, it, it fills it back up, man. It fills it back up, and uh, it's crazy because um, uh, a couple couple days ago, for this new project, there's this um, this uh, this French dude that's right he writes for this I think the site's called the Backpackers. Mm. Um, so on Twitter, he was like. Oh man, I'm very disappointed in the City in Los Angeles cuz uh City is not uh doing the conscious rap that he claim he is. Blah, then uh And who? Uh, that I'm not doing City. So city Oh
2: okay.
0: Yeah. Um, Some French oh so, so He's a French writer. He's a French
2: writer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like a journalist. A journalist. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um, in Montreal or something like that uh, or? France. In France. Yeah. He follows your mu- he follows, follows your my, music. Follows my and, music. And he
0: he posted that he's he's disappointed in my last city of los angeles project okay so me i was kind of like okay cool (laughs) you know (laughs) i I was like you know what i retweeted it because i'm kind of like i want to be the kind of guy that just retweets good comments so i was like yeah i'm gonna retweet this because at the end of the day that's someone's opinion and then i let him know i'm like you know what like I, i respect your opinion um uh, what i say he yeah, has like i respect your opinion but like yeah this this was you know experimental for me and yeah i'm happy with it so i'm putting that, putting this out to the world then he puts another post he's like but he has a good catalog if you want to listen to self conscious <laughs> he posted that too and then and then uh i was like i again i, I respect your opinion and honestly thank you for listening to it cuz like you got to respect that someone cares enough about your career and your music to listen to it then put it out there and let you know that he's disappointed if you you know you got to respect that someone actually cares about your product which i respected. so then um um i told him i'm like yeah i respect your opinion um but if you listen to the lyrics the message never changes no matter what the production is the message never changes and then I'm like, I hope it grows on you. So then he messaged me. He's like, oh, man, that's really cool. He you. like, I, I want to do a write-up about this project. Can you let me know, like, how this came about? And basically, my email, is just telling him, like, I went to Japan. Uh, I toured in Japan last year. I, I bumped into the producer. He signed to a label called uh, Nishan out there. And they were having our uh, writing camps in L.A. So the A&R over there wanted to fly me out to do songwriting for J-pop. That was the purpose of the trip. Then we did Deep, which was the first song we did. And then we looked at each other, we're like, yo, you down to do an EP? We knocked that out in like one day. We're like, you want to do We did that. And then for me, it was kind of like, people, a lot of people in Japan don't understand the English language, but they're really into what's going on in the States or in Canada, like sonically. So I was like, it was one of those things where it's like, yeah, we just e- enjoyed each other's, like, talent. He played a beat. I was like, yo, let's do it. And I know autotune and trap beats is what some they want to hear. But at the same time, it's kind of like, let me say things that people that do understand the English language could be like, okay, he's ta- he's saying some real shit. And when I explained that to him, he was like, you know, I, I really respect that. And uh, he said he's writing the journal i am waiting for it but like yeah it's it's just one of those things where
2: i talk a lot about this in terms of the sound that we're currently in and how's you know some artists who are conscious or talk about something real adapt to that and i think one of the you know uh, uh, examples is like it's like candy candy with medicine okay okay right like you gotta you can give them the substance yeah with the candy, candy which is the trap because our ears are now like looking exactly. for it
0: and for me it's like i want to be I, I told him this too i'm like i want to be 60 years old be able to go back to my catalog and be like hey i i want to jump around in my car today let me play city fidelia back in 2016 oh i i want to hear some conscious stuff let me play something else for my catalog like I want to give people the same album, cause then mm-hmm. it's, it's it's boring, you know. People know what I stem from. They people know my foundation, but I want I want to develop my ears, and I want to develop the ears of the people that are listening to my music, and hmm. I feel like that's what comes with longevity.
2: So the show is happening this Thursday. What's the live performance like?
0: Oh man, um, I don't want to give too much out, but yeah, when you're, when you're in there. Yeah, you're going to want to laugh. You're going to want to turn up. You're going to, you know, there's going to be some moments where you might feel sad because I'm going to say some stuff that might relate to some kind of hardship you're going through. And, uh, yeah, you're just going to be able to Mm. get to know me as a person. And uh, that's something I'm really working on. Kind of people in my music, I give a lot of myself, but not really in social media. I don't really, like, post that much and stuff like that but I feel like that's very important.
2: You gotta save some of yourself, right? Yeah. I'm noticing a lot of artists are doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Drake's a prime example of like, you know, I've read, seen his interviews, like i rather, what I could say in interviews, I'd rather save it for the music.
0: Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, so we're doing that. But I also want to give a little bit, because I, before I never really gave myself on social media. So like, if you go on my pages, you might hear the music. But if you, you you won't really know if I how I connected with the crowd in Japan or how I connect with my team, you know, like so those things I think I want to start mm-hmm. giving to the people so they could get to know me more as an artist. Mm. Cause I feel like that's that's also that also like my character in person also plays a role in like why people appreciate my music for sure.
2: Hmm. Yo, is there anything else that you want to say to the people out there, man?
0: Um, well, City of Los Angeles is out right now. Um I got like another project I'm working on, hopefully dropping in December. Then I have like a full project that I'm trying to release early next year. But the most important thing is the show on Thursday. Cheto's going to be there, right? 100%. I'm putting you on the spot. I have to ask you on there.
1: <laughs> going to be there, man. Uh,
0: yes, it's going to it's gonna be live. Uh, we're going to be selling merch there, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody there.
2: Beautiful. Yo, thank you. Thank you thank, for making music a substance, and oh. thank you for making music that I, you know, when I uh, heard your music three yeah. or four years ago and then saw you perform for the first time at Manifesto, yeah. I was like, Wow. I made a good choice.
0: <laughs> yeah, because you, you you did take a risk though, because you, you, you did I just moved from Ottawa. You didn't really know me. I didn't really make that much noise in the in the city or yes. whatever yet. So like, I like, saw I something
2: you. when I saw the live performance and the whole band. I'm like, you went all in. You probably paid more yeah. for the band than you were
0: getting paid. A hundred percent. Yeah, that, that, D for my pockets. But at yes. the end of the day, I did it for the people. And, you know, to represent you guys. You know, if you're taking a risk on me. Yeah. That might as well. I should when show up. Invest
2: in yourself and you're showing like, yo, this, you, you're not here to play.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Jeez.
2: City Fidelia
0: hey, on man. The Come Up Show.
2: Thank you very much,
0: bro. Thank you, man.
2: What did you guys think of my interview with City Fidelia on The Come Up Show podcast? Come out to his concert this Thursday, October 19th to support good music if you're listening to this podcast you obviously support good music and yo i want you to mark it in your calendar thursday november 16th we're announcing a special special event and i'd love to have you there more details to come but for now thursday november 16th put that down in your calendar it's a concert it's an event and i'll tell you more about it in the near future My name is Chetto. Thank you for listening. I'll catch you on next Wednesday. Peace.